and welcome back to Bad Movie Sunday. I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. We are a podcast that watches bad movies so you don't have to. We roast them. We toast them. And we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, today's movie, if you read the title, is Night School, starring Kevin Hart. Did he write it too? Yeah, I think he was uh, one of the writers on this movie too. Uh, I was looking at the IMDb trivia and it says this is the first commercial film that Kevin Hart has written following several comedy specials. But this is like the first uh, script. Damn, you know, okay. <laughs> we say this kind of every episode, but this is our toasting season, right? Where last year we did a lot of... Ro- I know this is called Bad Movie Sunday and the point of this podcast is to roast bad movies. But this season we're trying to choose movies that e- like either flopped but we liked or something along those lines. And this movie, it got terrible reviews, but genuinely I would say to watch it. It's pretty good. And I I love Kevin Hart. <laughs> He's so funny. Um, but I've seen a couple of the movies he's been in. They're kind of hit or miss for me. Um, there's been a couple that have been so good. Oh my God, Jumanji. <laughs> Amy and I went to go see that together in theaters. It was so funny. Um, but I, he had another, I think it was also with The Rock, um, like spy movie that was so bad. But this movie, thankfully, uh, I don't know how, how you feel about it, Amy, but, but fell in the, I was very pleased with it, Range. Yeah, oh my god. I think I saw that other movie too. We both saw both of we both saw both of the Jumanji's together. Uh we saw both of the Jumanji movies together in theaters, but I feel like uh I saw that other one too. It called like Central Intelligence or something. That one was a, a miss yeah, yeah. for me. But uh this one, okay. So I saw this movie a couple, maybe at the beginning of the year or last year, and I loved it then. And then I watched it again uh, a couple days ago, and I I still liked it the second time. It was, I, you're right. The Kevin Hart has some movies that are like, ooh, we've seen this humor before, and it's like not anything original. And even though he kind of does the same shtick in this movie it's got a lot of heart and you know i love that <laughs> that's like my alt that's my number one requirement for uh, me to like a movie it's gotta have a lot of heart no pun intended not a lot of kevin hart a lot of h-e-a-r-t <laughs> <laughs> ironically um although this movie does have a lot of uh h-e-a-r-t heart um <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna do it, but, well, okay, I was gonna make a joke about how it doesn't have a lot of heart, H-A-R-T, cause he's short. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that, I like, I like that. I, as a short person, I approve of that. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> thank you. So, uh, let's go over the rest of the cast too before we kind of get fully into the movie. So we have Kevin Hart. H-A-R-T. Oh, by the way, I think his production company also produced this movie. Uh, so he wrote it, he produced it, he starred in it, a man of many talents. We also have Tiffany Haddish as his night school teacher. She's also really funny. We have uh, Ben Schwartz as his best friend. And then we have like a lot of other 
uh, comedy actors as the people in his night school class and as a principal. And they're all, they are all so good. Like everyone in this movie was like, I feel like at the same comedic level, like they all played off of each other really well. They all like, I feel like a lot of it, even though Kevin Hart did write it, I feel like a lot of it was maybe improvised. And if it was good on them, it was pretty good. If it was written, even better. Because, it, it, I don't know, it was just, it was really good. Yeah, it was. It was like a surprisingly enjoyable movie to watch. But, you know, as we always say, if you want to make it just a little bit more enjoyable, we have a specialty drink that you can make to drink along either to our podcast or to the movie if you want to watch it. And after that, we'll give you a couple points for a drinking game that you can use uh, the drink for. Hell yeah. Okay, so because this is a kind of school, not even a kind of, this is a, a school-related movie. It's all about night school. It's all about pushing those pencils. So this drink is the pencil eraser. Um, <laughs> this recipe, which uh, I, I'm getting from keyingredient.com, uh, this makes three drinks. So keep that in mind. You can, you know, invite some friends over, have a movie night, watch night school together. Uh, but what you need for the pencil eraser is one lemon cut into eight wedges, very specific. Uh, you need three strawberries, and you're going to quarter those. You need four ounces of simple syrup, six ounces of vodka, and one ounce cranberry juice. So what you do in a shaker, you muddle, whatever that means, you muddle lemon, strawberries, and simple syrup. Then you add ice vodka, and the cranberry juice. Shake well and strain into three martini glasses. Or, if you're super feeling it, just one. Um, and then you garnish with the strawberry and serve. That sounds really good. I gotta... <laughs> here's my, uh, I am not like that good a cook. <laughs> but every time I try to do some sort of recipe or whatever, there's always some instruction that I just don't know what it means and I don't think I've ever gone through like an actual recipe before I never ever like properly understood what to do <laughs> so I don't know what the hell muddle means um I was oh my god I was trying to make uh uh okay I was telling Amy about this before the podcast started but um I'm a I'm a yeah what I'm what some would call a white girl. <laughs> so, I've been making myself a... Y'all y'all can't come for me, okay? Y'all cannot make fun of me for this, okay? I am a white girl, and, and well, I was going to say proud of it, but that's not true. <laughs> I uh, have been making homemade um, pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin spice hot chocolates because it's good, okay? Don't at me. You at us on Twitter if you have a movie you want to recommend, but don't come at me for liking so much. I am <laughs> okay. Whenever I go to like coffee places with people, I'm like legitimately scared <laughs> to tell them to like order a pumpkin spice latte because it's really good, but also I can feel the judgment around me 
Um, it's so fun. But anyway, so I've been making homemade pumpkin spice, <laughs> like hot chocolates and lattes at home, uh, because I miss them. And I was like, you know what's, you know what's missing from this recipe? Whipped cream. So, uh, I went out and I got some whipping cream, which is not the like, you just pour in. It's like the one you have to like make yourself. So, um, I was trying to like follow a recipe to make whipping cream. Um, and the recipe kept telling me to like fold something in. And I'm like, son, you gotta, you gotta dumb this down for me. What? (laughs) What the hell does fold in? What does that mean? I'm not, I'm not doing origami. Oh my God. And then I was watching an episode of Schitt's Creek and they said the same ass joke. They were like, someone had to like fold in the cheese. And the son was like, what the hell does fold in mean? I don't like exactly what the hell does fold in mean like recipes online if any of y'all run like a recipe blog you gotta start using dumbass language for us dumbass cookers <laughs> i was li- i was literally just thinking of that scene uh the fold in the cheese scene from shit's creek because i know you watch it but the thing that i hate more than like using this complex chef uh, Gordon Ramsay-ass jargon, is when you're trying to look up a recipe, like the simplest recipe, like I have to look up a lot of drink recipes, right, for this podcast, um, you would be surprised how many of them start with the recipe maker's whole-ass life story, like, but I don't need to know that you picked these strawberries while you were out on a stroll in Italy where you met your husband and then he cheated on you and now you have three kids and you need this martini to get through the day. I don't need to know your whole last life story. I just want to know this fucking strawberry martini cocktail. Uh, thank you. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> I, I don't need all this extra shit that you're telling me. That seems like... Uh, that's between you and your journal, you and your therapist. That's not like recipe blog material. You feel? <laughs> exactly. Recipe, please. Just give me the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally talking to my brother about this last night because I don't. Okay. If y'all don't like cook, which. I don't, (laughs) but like occasionally there's like something I want to make. It's the most infuriating thing to go on the internet and be like, uh, uh, okay, okay, to go back to my hot chocolate thing. I did this making it because I was like, because as we all know, I'm a a dumbass. How many times am I going to say that? So I was like, how does one make a hot chocolate? (laughs) So I was like trying to go. Uh, online to try to find a recipe and all these recipes started off like uh, th- this is how you make a pumpkin spice hot chocolate uh, when I was young my father didn't love me <laughs> so he told me to go out into the farm and kill a chicken and I couldn't do it it was my first time killing a chicken and I don't care <laughs> Tell me how to make the recipe! It's so infuriating! <laughs> Please. I've seen so many memes, but I, okay, literally my entire gallery on my phone is filled with specifically recipe memes. <laughs> like, the subgenre of memes specifically about recipe stories. 
Okay, um, did not know that was a thing, but now you're gonna have to send me some of those. My absolute favorite one. Oh my god, okay. We're gonna... <laughs> the fun thing about um, doing a podcast is you have to read everything out loud. So we're gonna take you back back in time get comfortable get a get a hot chocolate get a blanket some stuffed animals um we are going to take you back to the the olden days of the 1920s when they just had radio and you had to basically listen to audiobooks instead of watching tv because we're going to uh, old old grandmama ashley's going to read y'all a meme <laughs> Okay, meme starts off, right? Cooking site, 10th paragraph of page titled, Rustic Pulled Pork Recipe. My grandfather's childhood was tough. Every day, he had to work in the mines. He was only six months old when he held his first pickaxe. As he crawled into the mine elevator, just a little baby boy of one. (laughs) And then me... Her grandpa was working in the mines at the age of one? This is how every damn recipe story starts. Uh, And then it's me growing frantic. Recipe. (laughs) Recipe, please. And oh my God, I have never related to a meme more in my life. I don't even cook that much. I cook like twice a year. And this speaks to my soul. (laughs) I thought, oh, I got so confused. I thought you were reading a, a screenshot of an actual recipe story that you encountered. <laughs> I was like, this fucking grandpa, one year old, in the fucking mines already. I have learned, if you want to cook something, scroll all the ass way down the page to just find the ingredients list and then get get out of there. Get out of there as fast as you can because they will suck you in with their novel of an autobiography. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of recipes, that was our drink for today, but we also have a, a nice little drinking game to go along with it. Uh, we'll try to yell out drink whenever these things happen so you can drink along. Or if you're going to go watch the movie, uh, you should probably pause now, uh, watch it, and then come back. But um, let's go back and forth and, and go over our drinking game points. What's your uh, first one? My first point is every time someone makes reference to Kevin Hart's height. <laughs> this is good. If you'll notice. Is a bit of a theme in every Kevin Hart movie, but it's so it's it's still funny. We I have my first one is every time someone takes a test. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. Um, there are different sort of side characters in this movie because Kevin Hart is taking night school with a whole bunch of other adults. Um, one of which I don't know the names of any of these people. I'm just going to call the conspiracy guy. You'll know him when he gets introduced. Whenever he says, that's what's up. Oh, yeah. He says that maybe like four or five times in the first scene that we met him. Um, I have every time there's a flashback. Oh, very good. Okay. Similar to my last point, every time the woman that looks like Pam from The Office (laughs) says she's blessed. So blessed. (laughs) Okay, my last one is 
Every time Kevin Hart is reading something and the words or the numbers start jumbling around, you know, like in that gift from The Hangover where Zach Galifianakis has all those uh, uh, numbers in front of him, or that that other gift with the lady, the blonde lady, and the numbers are like <laughs> like that. You know what? That was my last point too. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, so let's get into the movie. Let's get down. It's time to go to school. It's time to time to get some learning done. First order of business, first thing to learn, if you haven't heard of night school before, uh, let me tell you what it's about. So I have a little summary here. It says, a group of high school dropouts are forced to attend night school in the hopes that they pass the GED exam to finish high school. I have a question. So we, in every single episode we point out that we're canadian um but i'm gonna point it out again we're canadian (laughs) if you didn't know and i don't we didn't have a ged test right okay so the uh the the ged is like the alternative to the high school diploma so if you drop out of high school then you can get your ged instead of the high school diploma it's like basically so i i don't know if we have it here in Canada, because it wouldn't be a test that we've had to take because we both have our high school diplomas. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. Um, OK, didn't know that. I thought it was like the equivalent of like um, EQAO or something, <laughs> which is bringing me like war flashbacks. <laughs> oh, do you? I was I was thinking about this uh, before. Do you think they, how are they going to do EQAO in the time of Miss Rona? Are they doing it? Or or are these kids just uh, being able to live their lives without the threat of EQAO hanging over their heads? Oh my God, these kids today, these, these kids today (laughs) don't know how good they have it. If y'all are in high school and you don't have to do EQAO, Son, you don't know what you missing. That was, oh, that was a time. Wow, I've like, okay, until this very moment, I have blocked out EQAO from my mind because I've been so scarred <laughs> for life. Uh, I don't know, if, do they have EQAO in other countries? EQAO is like uh, uh, every year you have a, it's basically like an SAT test, I think, but you get it every year. Um, but it's just sort of like math and English, basically, are the only two things you get tested on. Um, and oh my god, it was um, terrifying. I okay, well, <laughs> this may be a TMI. I god damn got used to be so. I used to have so much anxiety about tests. I used to puke before tests, but. Uh, God, the EQAO was not a fun time, man. No, and the worst part is, it wasn't like, oh, this is like a two or three hour test. This went on for like two or three days. So like every, uh, I think it was every three years, right? So in grade three, six, nine, I think, you have to sit down for like a week and do one test for the whole week. And it was like the most fucking stressful ass uh, uh, exam that you ever have to take in your life. And I went back in my last year of high school, I had to do um, like a co-op thing. So one of my co-op placements was at my old elementary school and it was a a split 
uh, grade two and three class. And the grade threes had to do their EQAO exam that year. And they were so miserable and I felt so bad for them. Oh my God. I don't think I could. Oh, if I had to sit by and watch someone taking an EQAO test, I'd have to leave the room. I'd feel so bad. I have never been. Here's the thing. Uh, we both, you know, been through university. We both taken university exams. University exams have not been as stressful as EQAO was. Yeah, the thing about university exams is like, okay, if I go into an exam knowing I'm gonna fa <laughs> fail the exam, right? But I still show up anyway. It's like I have. I'm here for two hours. I'm gonna do whatever I have to do to hopefully pass. But if I don't pass, uh, the, the most positive part that I can keep in mind the whole time is that the experience will be over in two hours or however long it is. But the EQAO, you got to be like, oh, man, it's not over today, but it'll be over in three days. I can't wait for that. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus could have come back to life only to do his EQAO test and then died Bro, if Jesus came back and they're like, sir, you got to sit down for this EQAO test, he would have been like, peace, I'm gone again. Goodbye. I am not coming back. Do not try to resurrect me. Yeah, if, if I died, right, and so I did some kind of deal with the devil or whatever that I could come back for like three days a week and just live the rest of my life. If someone told me, you could come back to life. You could do whatever you want. You could have an extra week on Earth. But you got to do an EQAO. I'd be like, bye. I'm going to get uh, tortured for eternity, I guess, because that's better than EQAO. I'm still salty about this. Send me to the bad place uh, so I can live in a in a nice little seaside town or whatever and never do the EQAO again. You know, I think if I got sent to hell... And I had to be tortured for the rest of eternity. I think straight the worst thing that they could do to me is just make me take a test forever. <laughs> like just for 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 infinity time, you got to take an EQAO test. I would want to die a second time. <laughs> yeah. If, and, and this is us talking like we're going to take an EQAO test, not as third graders, but as ourselves, 22 year olds, still is terrifying. Like the, the, the possibility is still absolutely uh, insane. Like I could not I don't even know how we did that to ourselves when we were like uh, 10 years old or what. That is just it boggles my mind because I would ne I would rather drop the fuck out of school. <laughs> Then do that again. Oh, which, by the way, I mean, uh, in the very first scene of this movie, uh, Teddy, played by Kevin Hart, he has to take an exam uh, for school. I don't know which exam exactly, but it's a big one. And he's sitting in the exam hall. And, and the first question, he's reading over it. The the words jumble up and the, the numbers are get all hangover style, Zakoff and Akis gift. Um, and he straight up just like stands up and he's like, okay, I'm done. Goodbye, everyone. I am not coming back to high school. And I'm like, I feel that. You don't understand. Listeners, you don't understand how many times Amy has texted me. 
course of our university career being like, that's it? I'm dropping out. <laughs> I, I, my favorite uh, uh, subset of memes, because you have your recipe blog memes, and I have this uh, subsection of memes about dropping out of school. And and my favorite one is this TikTok, and it's this dude, and he's like, four ways to make your university experience better. Uh, and it's like, number one, drop out of school. <laughs> number two, school, but dropped out. Three, have you considered dropping out of school? <laughs> four, you're done. Drop out of school now. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, straight up. <laughs> thing stay in school kids but also (laughs) i have never doubted what i wanted to do more in my life than (laughs) university damn yeah there's been a lot of times where i'm like do i need a degree (laughs) do i really is this something that i that is worth it for me uh eventually got it but Zoinks, man. Yeah, dude, it, it's not a good time. I feel like, and this is one of the reasons that I really like this movie. I feel like not there's not enough people talking about how absolutely, in so many ways, traumatizing school is. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of school. Elementary school, uh, middle school, oh my god, high school, <laughs> university, like... You can get fucked up so many ways just by going to school. People get bullied in school. People get their fucking lifelong insecurities in school. People develop, like, uh, anxiety and depression. For School is just the worst possible institution to make everybody in the world go to. And it's so, like, uh, School just fucks everybody up in in at least one way. There is not a single person on earth who has gone to school and come out of school a, a perfectly normal human human being. Like that is impossible. <laughs> no, that's true. Here's the thing, and I'm gonna be straight up with y'all. I love learning about anything. I am a Ravenclaw. I will spend days at a time just researching the most random shit. I find it so fun. Oh my god, school somehow takes that fun away. Like, I I don't I don't hate school, but I also absolutely hate school, you know? It I enjoy learning like a lot. But I, I'm I'll go we're we're gonna get into this, but school like, the way that schools are set up now, and I'm so glad that this movie brings this up because people have been talking about this forever, that this, the way that schools are, like, set up with the standardized testing that's the same for everyone does not work! Oh my god, does not work! I love that this movie touches on, like, learning disabilities and the fact that different people learn different ways because, goddamn, the way that schools right now are like you got this memorize it test it forget it it doesn't and that okay that's exactly what i was thinking about before was like you were like yeah if we had to take eqao now we would like i would fail i would not be able to pass that and that's because in grade three you're learning about 
whatever. And you learn it and then you take EQAO and then you forget about it. But now, because I haven't done the Pythagorean theorem in eight years, uh, I don't know how to do that anymore. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, dude, these these little kids, not when they were doing the EQAO, but these second and third graders, when they would be doing regular tests in the classroom, they'd be like, or, or just like, uh, you know, worksheets, homework, whatever they were doing, they'd be like, uh, uh, Amy, can you can you come over here? I have, a, I have a question. And I'd be like, okay, what's your question? And they'd be like, how do you do long division? I'd be like, I don't fucking know. I had to like carry my phone around in my hand with my fucking calculator app out. Like, I know this is the answer. But to get from the start of the question to this answer, I have no idea what the whole middle part is. Like, I'm sorry you're on your own. And I felt really bad because I would always be like, during tests, I'd be like, ah, oh, I can't, I can't answer questions right now. But like, do you need an eraser or something? Cause like, I got you, but I can't, I can't answer. Cause I didn't know the fucking answer myself. <laughs> Y'all, if you, oh, if any of you out there, are ever feeling useless as a per? At least you're not long division, because oh my, let me tell you something. You will learn some useless shit in school, but I have never long division will never come up in your life ever. You will use your phone to calculate multiplication and stuff, um, and you will never lose. <laughs> Use multi long division uh, in your life. Also, that is like my biggest fear is that I'm gonna have a kid one day. And my kid's gonna be like, "Mom, you gotta help me with my math homework," and I'm gonna be like, mm, "Or you're on your own." <laughs> oh uh, yeah, they're definitely on their own. You know, the thing that I love about technology, I know a lot of the times we spout some big boomer energy. But I do love technology because isn't there like a new Snapchat filter or something where you take a picture of a math equation and it shows you every single step to getting that answer. And if we had that when we were in school, I would have not had to literally flunk math and go to remedial math. Although I will say when I flunked math, I flunked with a 33%. When I went to remedial math, I got a 97%. So that was pretty good. But I didn't want to do that. I would have been happy doing one course with a solid 50 and, and being done with it. Uh, but if we had that shit when we were in school, I'm just, all of these new math calculator apps, I, they were just what we needed. That is brilliant. And I absolutely would have taken advantage of that as, as a kid, oh my god, that's fantastic. We've been, I, you know, we've been talking a lot about school, our school experiences. I know I have a lot more to say, but <laughs> let's get into the movie and we can uh, recap how traumatized we were uh, by school, by the school system uh, at the end of the episode. So, as we talked about already, the very first scene is Teddy, Kevin Hart, just literally standing up and walking at a, an exam and he just fucking keeps on walking and does not ever come back to high school. He drops the fuck out. <laughs> just very relatable. <laughs> um, and he's saying stuff when he uh, leaves the classroom. He's like, 
fuck all y'all. Y'all gonna be working in the same uh, uh, dead-end jobs. I'm gonna have a nice girl. I'm gonna have a nice job. And I don't even need a high school diploma. So he leaves. Uh, and then we cut to like 15 years later where he, he's got a hot girlfriend. All the things that he said you're in this first scene, you're like, ooh, go off, boy. He's got a hot girlfriend. He's got a nice car, nice job. He's like a barbecue salesman. Uh, his boss is even planning on leaving the entire business to him after he retires. But we also find out that he's kind of faking how much money he has. And he's actually living like paycheck to paycheck. Um, Regardless, though, he seems to have his life on track. He seems to to enjoy what he's got. Yeah, can I can I also mention one of the the lines that I really like movie is when he's talking to his boss at the barbecue store. Uh, I guess where he sells barbecues, and the boss is like, "Teddy, you're like the son I never had." And Teddy like looks over at his actual son and he's like, what about, what about Joe Jr. over there? And the boss is like, well, he's the son I do have and I'm not all that crazy about it. <laughs> On, I was like not expecting it, but the humor in this movie was really good. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so many funny people are in this movie and I love that they're from different kinds of comedic backgrounds like Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish come from the stand up circuit. Uh, ben Schwartz and, and Karen Killam, who plays uh, the principal, they come from uh, improv. Just, you know, so many different kinds of, of humor, of comedy in this. Uh, it's, you know, obviously the kind of comedy you're going to expect when you go to a Kevin Hart movie. But I feel like a lot of the people in the reviews that I was reading were like, it fell flat, blah, blah. But I think it kind of worked. Like, if you're going to go to a Kevin Hart movie, you kind of want to expect... Kevin Hart humor and he definitely delivers that but I don't think it was stale yet I think he still I think he still had a lot to bring with this movie yeah absolutely and we'll we'll go over more kind of our thoughts on the movie at, at the end but like if you go into a Kevin Hart movie you know what you're going you know the kind of humor you're getting into so you know like we said Kevin Hart he's got his life on track he uh even ends up proposing to his girlfriend at the barbecue place that he works with, which doesn't sound very romantic, but surprisingly, he, like, spruced up the place really well. Um, although, he did have all the barbecues turned on with, like, fire coming out of him, which looked sick in the scene, but also made the place explode. <laughs> she said yes, um, so that's good, but also, <laughs> like, his work exploded. Yeah, his work exploded, and he, like, fucking flies, like, he was launched out of a can, and he flies out of the store and lands in, like, the windshield of his car, and in the next scene, he's perfectly fine, and this happens with, like, every injury in this movie, uh, which is about three or four, but, like, they have, like, back-breaking, paralyzing uh, injuries, and they get up, and they're like, okay, I'm all good, I'm all good now, and th in the next scene, they're like, uh, totally forgotten about it. Yeah, yeah. The the store. Uh, I'm talking mushroom cloud. Uh, uh fire coming out the, of the windows explodes. Boy gets thrown. He was in the middle of all that. He was at the the central eye of the storm. 
of the explosion, and he gets pushed back by the force of this explosion into his the the windshield of his car, which cracks under the force of him being thrown into it, and he's like, ow, that, owie, <laughs> owie, that kind of hurt. <laughs> yeah, ouchie, ooh, that stung a little bit. Like, this. <laughs> also, I just want to mention, there's a scene before the proposal scene, which is mm, pivotal to this movie. He's at a restaurant with his best friend, Ben Schwartz. I don't know, John Ralphio, I don't know what his name is in the movie. Um, he's, he's there with him and, uh, Kevin Hart's girlfriend, I don't know what her name is either, and the girlfriend's work friends. And one of the work friends is like, complete bitch, hates Kevin Hart, and so when the check comes around for like, the eight people at this restaurant, um, Kevin Hart's girlfriend is like, oh, don't worry, like, I can write this off as a business business expense because, you know, uh, we're celebrating a, a project that we got done that was like, so don't worry about the check. And then Kevin Hart's like, no, no, like, he's just offering to just to be polite, just to be nice, just to mm, kind of bluff a little bit. <laughs> so he's like, no, don't worry, I'll get it. And she's like, no, 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 really, it's okay. And then the, the bitch-ass friend is like, um... You know, he wants to get the check. Like, just let him get the check. And Kevin Hart didn't expect that. So he was like, yeah, I mean, like, that's cool. Like, I can get the check. Like, so he gets the check. It's 700 or closer to 800 fucking dollars. And he's like, mm, cool, cool, cool. Da, 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 da. Um, and there he looks at Ben Schwartz. And Ben Schwartz, his best friend since high school, knows exactly what he's going to do. He's like, don't do it, man. Don't. I know what you're going to do and don't do it. But Kevin Hart's like, I gotta do it. This is an $800 check. I gotta do it. I can't. I cannot pay this. Do not have the money. Also, Ben Schwartz is his financial advisor unofficially. Uh, and he's been telling Kevin Hart, like, hey, you've gotta, like, ease up on your expenses because you've been spending way too much. You're gonna go into hella debt. Like, you can't keep doing this. So he fucking at the table, Ben Schwartz is like uh, talking to Kevin Hart's girlfriend to distract her. And Kevin Hart, this man pulls out his pu- a handful of pubes right there at the table. And he sprinkles it onto his dessert. And he's like, hey, oh, my God, guys, there's some fucking pubes in my dessert. And they're like, oh, my God, get the chef out here now. Which, by the way, the chef. At the beginning of the scene, the waiter's like, oh, don't worry, the chef has this covered. Because whatever the project was for Kevin Hart's girlfriend's workplace, they did it for the chef. So he's, like, giving them a free meal. So I don't even know why this scene had to happen. But uh, the chef comes out, and the waiter comes out, and he's like, oh, my God, what's going on here? And the waiter is like, I feel like Kevin Hart planted these pubes in his own dessert. And the chef is like, is this true? And Kevin Hart's like, no, that waiter is lying. And it, it is just, sadly, it is a significant moment in this film. <laughs> yeah, it comes into play. Thought it was going to come into play more because the waiter is like, he like knows what Kevin Hart did. And he's like, I'm going to come after you, man. I'm going to, we're going to have some beef, you and I. And I was like, oh no, I know, I know what type of movie this is going to be, but it didn't turn into that. So <laughs> great scene, by the way, very, uh, uh, 
You know when you get secondhand embarrassment? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you go to a Kevin Hart movie, you know you're going to get some secondhand embarrassment. Like, it just comes with the ticket. Absolutely. Um, so, Kevin Hart now, he, you know, he, he's got a new fiancé, but he's now out of a job because he exploded it. And um, his friend John Ralphio, whatever his name is in this movie, decides to hook him up. Um, he's like, hey, I got, I work in this like financial place. I could totally give you a job. Catch is, you gotta have your GED. So Kevin's like, no problem. I'll just go back to. I can take like night school, go back to school for a couple weeks, get my GED. I could work with you here. Um, so he decides to go back to high school in secret, because uh, he. His girlfriend is, like, really, like, gorgeous, super well-off. She's got money. He's like, I don't want her to know that I don't have my high school diploma. So he's going to go back to school in secret. Uh, But he finds out when he gets back to his old high school that his old high school bully is now the principal there. Before we get into that, there are so many things that we have to address. First of all, right, Kevin Hart wants to marry this gorgeous, uh, wealthy, well-off girl without revealing to her what his financial situation is, which doesn't make any sense to me, because if they're going to get married, their finances are going to be intertwined you know like they're gonna have to have this conversation eventually um i feel like it'd be better to be like straight up with this instead of trying to go behind her back he he didn't even tell her that no he he did tell her that obviously i mean she was there with the with the store exploded but he told her that he already has um a new job at john ralphio bench horses company so she doesn't know that he's going to night school and it's kind of a cover-up. But also, my second issue with this whole thing is that John Ralphio's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can get you a job at my uh, financial advising company, which is kind of like a job where I feel like you need to know a lot of math. But as we've established, Kevin Hart in this movie is not good at math in school. This is very good point that I did not think about when watching this movie. I feel like, here's the thing, just, hey kids, just be honest, because I feel like Kevin Hart maybe could have done well as, like, his girlfriend works at, like, an interior design firm. That could have been something. I'm sure you could, you know, learn something about interior design. Just kind of no aesthetics. I know there's more that goes into interior design than that, but I feel like it would be better suited to him than... Literally a job where you have to give people advice about math. Not just you have to know math yourself, because that's one thing in itself. You have to know about enough about math to give other people advice on what they should do with their math. Yeah, yeah. Not even just math finances and as we know from watching the first 15 minutes of this movie kevin hart is not doing very well with his own finances so how is he possibly gonna gonna do this job and i think you're right because in that scene where he fucking lit the whole (laughs) lit the whole barbecue place on fire 
like before it was on fire, it looked hella good. Like when he lit all the candles around the room, when he put up that giant curtain and like the man could be an interior designer. Like that's a good path for him. Hell yeah. And here's the thing is like, I'm in graphic design, right? So I feel like if you're going to hire a graphic designer and you look at their website or you look at their logo and it's like Comic Sans, Papyrus, black and white, you're like, I'm not going to hire this person because they don't know what they're doing. Um, If I wanted to hire a financial advisor and I was like, oh, so like, uh, what? What what's your financial background like? And he's like, oh, I uh like if my financial advisor <laughs> was not like he's not good with his own money. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. How is he gonna possibly manage my money when he can't manage his own money? So, as we've said, he goes to night school, but he finds out that his the principal at the school is his old high school bully. So, uh, the principal. Does not want to let him uh, into night school. He originally tells him that there is no night school program, uh, and Kevin Hart gets super defeated. But then, but then Tiffany Haddish comes in, who is a teacher at the school, and she's the one that runs the night school clashes. She's like, hmm, no, we got a night school, and you can join. And uh, lo and behold, one of the this is where we get introduced to all the other students at this night school, which there's like maybe six total, um, one of which is the waiter that he got fired. <laughs> yeah, Pew Waiter himself is back. And the whole time they're doing class introductions, he's like, yeah, I'm here because I recently got fired, looking directly at Kevin Hart, uh, from my job because someone fucking pulled out their pubes and put it in their food and blamed it on me. And he's, like, looking at Kevin Hart the whole time he's saying this. And everyone's like, why is he looking at Kevin Hart? And Kevin Hart's like, I don't know. I got nothing to do with it. I, I got no idea why he's looking at me. Uh, this guy's crazy. <laughs> and he's like, hmm. So I've been, I've been like, driving an Uber to, to get back all the money I lost after losing my job because someone put pubes in their food. <laughs> so there's that guy. Um, there's another guy, I think you mentioned him before, he's kind of like a conspiracy theorist guy, like he doesn't trust technology. In in one of the montages where everyone's doing their homework, he like, the deadass pulls out a typewriter, <laughs> and he like is typing on that. Uh, there's this lady who has like three kids and a husband, and, and she got pregnant in high school, so she never got the chance to finish uh, her diploma. So she's coming back so she can like actually uh, do a job that she, she likes, because right now her husband is making her just like stay at home all day with the kids. Um, there's like a teenage girl who was going to be sent to juvie or jail if she didn't finish her high school diploma. There's like this fucking dude literally from jail that they bring out in like one of those iPad stands and he's like voice, uh, he's like video conferencing them. Um, and he's also like killing people in jail. Like, um, and then I think the last guy is this, uh, super tall guy, uh, looks kind of like a football player, uh, and his name is Big Mac. And there's this whole like, joke about how they're like oh big mac like 
from McDonald's. And he's like, what's McDonald's? He, he never been to McDonald's. And it turns out it was just a throwaway line, but I thought there was going to be a scene where they take him to McDonald's and get him a Big Mac, but they didn't. Oh, I thought they were going to do that too, because I thought this, okay, this line reminds, if any of you have ever seen Chuck, the, the show about the Zachary Levi as a CIA agent or whatever, um, it, it reminded me a lot of that because the way that they worded it, he's like, hey, my name is Big Mac, and everyone's like, oh, like McDonald's? And he's like, literally, what are you talking about? But then they, like, prolong the bit where it seemed like it was a product placement where they were like, no, McDonald's, like the delicious burger joint that has franchises all over <laughs> the United States. And he's like, no, I don't. You got you got And they're like, oh, you know, like uh, a delicious, beefy, chonky burger with lettuce and tomatoes on a sesame seed bun. <laughs> it reminded me <laughs> so much of Chuck where they're like, we got to go chase down the bad guys. But first... We gotta, uh, oh, you know, I gotta have my Subway sandwich on Italian bread with teriyaki chicken. <laughs> uh, only twelve ninety nine. <laughs> also, Chuck, in the, at least in the first season or two, um, I forgot the main girl, Sarah is the main girl's name, Sarah. Doesn't she work at different, like, fast food places? I forgot if they're made up or if they're real places, but, like, she, she consistently works at different places to, uh, to cover up the fact that she's a CIA agent. This is true. So, all of them, obviously, are in this program, uh, because they didn't pass high school. Um, some of them, not very smart. I'm looking at you, Big Mac. So, uh, well, they keep, you know, turning up to these classes, not, not really caring about them, but none of them are doing very well in these classes, including Kevin Hart. Um, and there's a really important midterm coming up, so they decide to steal the test, pull a heist. This is exactly like I, I feel like it was in another movie, but it's also in that movie with uh, Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson, and they're trying to steal the SAT test. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like from like 2006 or something. I forgot what it's called, but it's basically that movie. Winter Soldier? <laughs> <laughs> Very close. Not quite. Let me look it up. Do you remember that classic scene in Winter Soldier where... um? <laughs> Scarlett Johansson and uh, Chris Evans decide to steal the their uh, high school midterm test. <laughs> okay, okay, it's called The Perfect Score. It's from 2004. They there's like a, a little ragtag team who all are failing school and they need to get a perfect SAT score for some reason, and they all become friends at the end. Um, that's basically this night heist that they pull. So they got to, like, sneak down the halls at night. Uh, not as nighttime as I, I would expect. Like, they go in there at, like, 1 in the morning or something. I guess they go at, like, 8 p.m. <laughs> because uh, there's a PTA meeting going on um, while they're trying to do their heist. And they got to, like, avoid the the principal's there and there's all these like middle-aged women and they got to like try to avoid them. That, uh, Big Mac just straight up chokes out the janitor and stuffs him in a closet. <laughs> um, which is 
great scene. Uh, they gotta like hack through his computer and like try to find uh, the test, which they almost get caught quite a couple times. <laughs> um, but they eventually get it. But the principal finds the janitor locked up in the closet and he's like, it's, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. He takes out an app on his phone and locks down the school. Uh, didn't know you could do that, but all the doors lock. And Kevin, Kevin Hart, Kevin, he was so close to getting, they had the, the test on the file. They were literally at the front doors. They could have escaped, but instead they decide to spray paint the office of the school or whatever with like, the principal sucks or whatever. So they end up getting locked in. Kevin, if you had just run straight down the hallway, you would have made it out. This man. And then he's like, oh, don't worry. I know a way out because I used to go to school here. So he takes him up to the roof. And there's another school, like the middle school or something, right next to the high school building. So they're like, oh, all we got to do is jump from the high school roof to the middle school roof, which is like uh, kind of a drop and also a little bit far out. So Kevin Hart is like, oh, my God, guys, we've been learning about the Pythagorean theorem. All we got to do is calculate the fucking angles so we know how to jump. Which, like, even if they did calculate the angles of, like, how how much they had to jump, um, if I had to jump a specific angle, I don't know what that would mean. I have no idea how I would accomplish that. Like, what does that even mean? I, you got you got to jump at sixty degrees at a hundred and forty kilometers an hour. If you tell me to jump onto, I'm just gonna jump uh the most. That's what angle I'm gonna be jumping at is just my highest, my farthest. <laughs> yeah. Also, like I was just thinking, like they could uh, it wasn't crazy, you know. It's like two stories or something. They could have just, like, human-laddered it, you know, and just sort of, like, held hands and kept dangling the person down. But they have, like, seven people, you know? They could, Wait well, a no. second. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to jump by themselves, because their plan, I guess, was to jump from the high school roof to the slightly lower middle school roof across the road, and then, like, jump down anyway. <laughs> So why not just from the high school roof, human ladder it all the way to the bottom? You got enough people for it. You see, this is why they're all failing. Okay, because they don't have no common Because <laughs> what they do instead is the teenage girl is just like, fuck all this math bullshit. So she just jumps over to the other roof and she's like, okay, come on over here. And then next is Big Mac, which again... This man is built like a football player. He's tall. He can probably jump, like, very far. Uh, he does say something like, my knees have been locking up because I'm getting old. That was something like that. But, like, still, you're like a huge man. You could you could step like you would be stepping over a puddle and get, get to the other roof. But instead, he's the one that falls the fuck down, and he, like, breaks his arm, which is never mentioned again for the rest of the movie. He's just, like, has a normal arm, no cast or anything. Um, but he fucking breaks his arm on the way down, and I'm like, you could have made it 
you know what? Completely forgot about that. And because of that, going to add another point to the drinking game. Drink every time uh, someone clearly should have gone to the hospital, but doesn't. Kevin Hart gets in like two or three car accidents in this movie. Totally fine. Yeah, and then to make it even worse, the fucking conspiracy guy straight up throws up his watery vomit right onto Mac's face down there. That's the kind of humor you're going to get, people. That I'm just that's the Kevin Hart brand of comedy right there. We got that wet, wet vomit. Like I cannot str- this is like wet concrete slopping down on the floor. This is like the mystery meat at school. It's just fucking sloppy joe consistency. Yeah, you already know what you're going to get. Kevin Hart looked at all the all the uh, menus of uh, vomit. He was like, too chonky, too much food. Um, that one. I ju- just, uh, just as liquidy as it can go. Straight up soup. That straight up pea soup. Not even chunks of peas. Just mashed pea soup, but you take out all the peas. You filter the pea soup through a, a, a fucking filter, and you just get that lick with that green barf juice, and you just spray it all over Mac's face, and that is that scene. Um, let's move on. This is gross. I, I hope you listeners are uh, listening to this over lunch. <laughs> yeah, with your own mystery meat in front of you. So the next day, Tiffany Haddish is giving them back their test. She's got that disappointed look on her face. She's like, I know all of you cheated. And she's trying to get one of them to fess up. Nobody's fessing up. She's like, Bobby, who is the guy in jail who was strangely still a part of the heist, but he wasn't physically physically there. He was like Skyping them. She's like, Bobby, did you cheat on the test? And he's like, why are you uh, pointing me out? Because I'm in jail. Uh, I can't even go there and steal the test answers. And she said, ah, I didn't say anything about you guys stealing the answers. So who stole the answers? So nobody's fessing up. So Kevin Hart's like, I did it. He took one for the team. He's like, I did it. I stole the test. It's all my fault. I told everyone to uh to take the test because i i know they're all failing so it was all on me and he thinks that's kind of like gonna get him out of trouble uh because he's been so honest uh but tiffany haddish is straight up like okay uh get the fuck out of my class then i don't have time for uh fucking cheating on tests i don't i don't even like cheetos they sound the same as cheater and i don't like them so get out buy cheater buy uh and he's like okay wait (laughs) hold on So the next day, during, like, regular school hours, he goes back to the school to apologize to Tiffany Haddish. And she's, like, he finds out that she's also the, uh, she also uh, works with kids with learning disabilities. So after he apologizes, she's, like, okay, I'm going to let you back into the night class on one condition, and that is you have to get tested for learning disabilities. So he does, and it turns out he has dyslexia. He has math dyslexia, which is like dyscalculia or something. He has processing disorders. He's got like a whole bunch of learning disabilities that he has to learn how to deal with now. And Tiffany Haddish is kind of changing her, like a good teacher, she's changing, well, like a good teacher, she's changing 
her the way she's teaching so that he will better understand her. But like a bad teacher, she does it by like kickboxing him. <laughs> yep. Um. Oh my god! One of my favorite lines in this movie when he finds out he's got all these learning disabilities, he's like, what "Is is there a cure for them?" And Tiffany Haddish is like, "Uh, no, there's no cure for dyslexia." He's like, "Oh my god, I got learning herpes." <laughs> good um but yeah Tiffany Hodge decides um you know what standardized testing is not for everyone you know there are different ways that different people learn Kevin Hart I think I'm gonna box him like I'm just gonna straight beat him up but like she does she does it (laughs) so they're in a they're just in a boxing ring now I guess um and she's like What's the capital of, uh, uh, I don't, Netherlands? Uh, and he's like, I, be, I don't, how would I know? And she beats him up until he somehow magically, divine intervention, uh, uh, got the answer from God, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So her reasoning, right, is like, you overthink things. So I'm gonna put you in a situation where you can't, you get rid of all that mental chatter that's like blocking you when you're trying to think of the answer. So she does this by like fucking beating his ass, but I feel like I would have more mental chatter like survival skills coming into play here instead of thinking about what the fuck is the capital of the Netherlands or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, slightly uh, more concerned with, like, uh, not getting my nose broken, I'd be like, hey, um, how do I, like, duck this move? I would, it's not, you know, if you want to, like, clear your mind, download a meditation app or, like, I don't know, go for a walk or so. I, like, <laughs> if I... If someone's trying to beat me up, there's a lot more going on in my mind uh, than usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, like, legit, she's full-on punching him in the face. Like, he's he's going to get a black eye from this. And, and he's just like, I, I don't know. And he magically gets the answer. Uh, I feel like, though, running, right? Running is a, I, what do I think about when I'm running? Nothing, because I'm trying to, like... Make sure I, I can breathe and not die. I feel like that would maybe be a better alternative to getting, like, kicked in the face. Because you're, like, clearing your mind, but it's also, like, not getting punched. You know what? This is this is good idea. You know when you're doing track and field and you're about to just straight up die? <laughs> Did I ever tell you that story that in elementary school, I, uh, we had like a track and field day and for like the 100 meter dash, I got first out of like 10 people. And I was so, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so fast. I'm so sporty. So then I went to the track meet and I got like 14th out of 14th or something. And I uh, never ran since, (laughs) but, um, damn, I really peaked in grade one, huh? (laughs) But damn, you know what? I've actually, like, done that before in gym class. Like, if I am heaving, dying, I'll, like, 
you know, you got to do something and you mind over matter people. You got to think of something so you're not thinking about how you uh, are going to fall apart like Humpty Dumpty any minute. Oh, yeah. Do- doing a plank for 15 seconds. I'm dead. I'm deceased. Goodbye. Do not try to resurrect me. I am gone forever. Uh, say goodbye to my friends, my family, because I'm dead. Right. Uh, you got to do. Like, you can't just be counting down the seconds, because that is going to drive you crazy. you got to do, like, fucking times tables in your head or some shit. I don't know, but so many other uh, less violent ways of, of achieving what she's trying to achieve here. Here's the thing, though. Is it worked, though? Like, he ends up getting the answers right because he's getting his face knocked in. Yeah, okay, here's the thing, right? How does his girlfriend or his fiance at this point not, like, suspect? Like, he's got to be coming home with bruises because she's beating him the fuck all the way across the room. Like, he's got to have some kind of evidence of it on his body, right? What does she, what does the girlfriend think he's doing, like, all fucking night? Like, she never asks him any questions. The only time she kind of confronts him about it, she's like, are you getting cold feet about marrying me? And he's like, no. And she's like, okay. Like, girl, what? Yeah, we have this one scene. The girlfriend is not very present in this movie, but we do get this one scene where we think Kevin Hart comes from late. Because here's the thing. He's not just going back to high school. He's going to night school. He's there until, like, 11.30 p.m. I don't know. I don't know when night school ends. But I assume it's, like, pretty late. Imagine this, right? Your boyfriend is taking on this new job that he somehow got uh, with no experience in finances. He won't give you a tour. He won't show you anything about it. He won't show you pictures. He comes home late every single night. Um, and you he's probably got, like, bruises everywhere, broken nose, bleed. What do you think is going on with him? He's got to be like a... A, mid t- uh, a midnight wrestler, right? He's got to be, like, boxing as a side hustle. Or he's going to be cheating. Like, either of those options are not good. Yeah, no. But she, like, totally brushes it off. She's like, oh, you know, I guess he's nervous about the wedding. <laughs> you know, he's nervous about the wedding, so he's got a broken nose. That makes sense. So, either way, um, this method of teaching somehow works and he ends up getting answers right by getting his face beat in so now because he's getting answers right kevin hart like actually decides to put in the work to learn instead of slacking off and cheating which is kind of the methods that he was using before so we get to the last class of the semester and instead of a lesson they're they're popping some champagne, they're having a little party, and then they find out that that night is also prom night. So I guess he's been hiding this uh, for deadass a whole year, a whole school year from his fiance. So it's, it's prom, end of the year. Uh, Tiffany Haddish is like, you know what? We're You guys are students here too. You guys deserve to go to prom. Because they're all like, telling stories of what they were up to instead of prom when they were uh, originally in high school. So none of them really had a prom experience. So Tiffany Haddish was like, that's going to change tonight because we are going to prom. So everyone goes to prom. The principal is there. He doesn't want to let them in. But Tiffany Haddish is like, you're going to let us in. He's like, okay. So he lets them in. (laughs) And then they're all like in this fucking dance circle. They're having a good time. Like, 
by the way, every time I see a dance circle, I cannot imagine how awkward I would be dancing in a dance circle in front of a, an entire cast and crew of people. That is like my worst nightmare. Here's the thing. Uh, neither Amy nor I can, mm, how you say, dance at all. But every like elementary school, middle school dance that we went to, there would inevitably somehow be a dance circle. But I hated it. I would just wait for the dance circle to eventually close because here's the thing. A lot of people like making a dance circle. Not a lot of people like dancing in the dance circle. So a a lot of the time it would just sort of be a bunch of like... Uh, uh, 13 year olds forming a circle waiting for someone to come in and nobody wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's 2020, right? I don't know when, uh, uh, dances are gonna be a thing again. But whenever that is, I feel like we should cleanse society of the idea of dance circles because they are wildly unnecessary especially at school dances um i don't know what i don't know how they're formed i don't know why they happen i don't know if people actually like them people who are good dancers it's just and then it's even worse if you people know that you're a good dancer because you're like pressured to get in that circle thank god we're not (laughs) Yeah, at least people know if we ever get in a dance circle, which will never happen, that all you're going to get is like a very bad robot impression and uh, maybe like an Irish footwork or something before we awkwardly (laughs) shuffle off to the side and pray that someone else will take the pressure off. Oh, yeah, we're just going to be doing the classic jumping up and down, pumping our fists in the air. That's the one move. Everybody knows uh, that's the end of that. So after the dance circle, thank God, is finally over, Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish, they're like dancing together, and Kevin Hart's like, by the way, I know we've been uh, getting closer the, the past school year, but I got to let you know I have a fiancé. And she's like, bitch, I'm gay, like straight up a lesbo, dude. Like, I don't care for this. And he's like, hmm. Did not expect that. And neither did I, but I fucking loved it. We need some funny gay representation. Like, this is so much better than the the quote-unquote representation we got in Kissing Booth 2 or whatever. Because her whole storyline has nothing to do with the fact that she's gay. And I love that. And I think more movies need that. Like, we know so much about her that isn't the fact that she's gay. In fact, the fact that she's gay doesn't even necessarily need to come up in this movie until Kevin Hart is like, hey, don't get don't get too attracted to me. <laughs> She's like, bitch, I'm gay. And I'm like, you know what? That's good. Because we know, we know a lot of things about her. We know she loves working with kids. We know that she's kind of a hard ass, but she has a really good heart. And we know, ugh, we know so much. And it's just, oh, it's so good. So refreshing after kissing Booth 2 with those two fucking strangers that we didn't know just kissing randomly. Oh, my God. Agreed. Here's the, I loved the fact that they didn't put hip, Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart together. Because uh, Amy and I were talking uh, about this. That we're like, what, what movie should we do for this week? Um, And I wasn't sure if this was going to be a rom-com because i'm like we've done rom-coms 
I've been done a lot of rom-coms recently. Um, and I'm so glad that this wasn't Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart together, because so many movies just put the main guy and the main girl together, and that's it. And I, we don't have a lot of, like, not a lot of platonic friends in movies in general. Usually if there's a guy, and, and you know it's always a guy and a girl, if they're in the same movie together, they're going to end up together, um, or at least have some sort of uh, uh, little flang. And yeah, in Kissing Booth, not to, we're not going to spoil anything from Kissing Booth, but there are these two random characters that you meet for maybe five minutes total uh, in the entire movie. And in the end, they're like, oh, by the way, he's gay. And you're like, but like, who is? I've never seen this man before in my life. It, it's just so refreshing. Yeah, and if you want our thoughts on that, you can go listen to our Kissing Booth 2 episode uh, that came out a couple months ago. But this, oh, it was just, like, her whole story was just about her being a teacher, living her life, not about her being gay. I mean, like, you're right, most comedies especially would put Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish together as a couple at the end and have, like, Kevin Hart ditch his fiancé. But I'm so glad that they didn't do that. It's so good. Oh, my God, I know. And, I mean, this is such a, like, a sweet scene. Everyone's dancing. Everyone, you know, they, they finished their semester. They're at pro- they finally got to go to prom because none of them graduated from high school. But, of course, it has to get interrupted by the sneaky little principal um, that's kind of had it out for Kevin Hart this entire movie because they did not get along when they were both in high school together. So the principal had invited Kevin Hart's fiance to the school on the premise of like, yeah, you can like do some interior design for it. But like, of course, you know, he wants to to make sure that the fiance catches Kevin Hart there because he's supposed to be at work right now. Which happens. The fiance comes. She's like, um, Kevin Hart. What? <laughs> oh, comedian Kevin Hart. What are you doing here? <laughs> He's like, want to hear some jokes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here doing my stand up routine. So she sees him there. She's like, what are you doing? at this high school dance. Um, and he's like, ooh, time to come clean. I've been taking night school. Which you knew. You knew from the the first time Kevin Hart was like, I'm going to keep this for my fiance. You're like, oh, this is going to end in a big uh, explosive. She's going to find out at the end. Um, which, of course, she does. And she is not happy. Here's the thing that happens in, like, all these movies. She's not upset that he's going to night school. She's not upset that he's, like, trying to make extra money on the side. She's upset that he lied to her. Yeah, like, going to night school and trying to get your diploma after you didn't have a chance to do it when when most people do in high school, like, that's pretty admirable to want to go back and do that. But, like, what isn't is... The fact that he lied to her straight up for a whole year, not only about going to night school, he also lied about having a diploma in the first place. He also lied about, you know, uh, working at uh, Ben Schwartz's company, and he lied about uh, his finances. Like, there's so many things that he lied about that, you know, if he had just come clean, then she would have been so understanding. Like, she's not, she, you know, again, if, they wanted to get Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish together. They would have made the fian- fiance like a complete bitch. Uh, she doesn't want 
you know, Kevin Hart to be doing all this stuff. But she's not. She's like a really caring, understanding person. And, and she would have been fine with it if only he was honest with her. Yeah. So they end up breaking up, which, again, I thought, like, if this was any other movie, he and Tiffany Haddish would have gotten together. So glad that didn't happen. But in the scene, girlfriend is really upset, understandably. So they end up breaking up. Kevin Hart's now going through, like, a really tough time. He moves him back home. He's working at, like, this, <laughs> this like, Christian chicken place, whatever that means. Finally, the, the principal decides that what he did was kind of a dick move, which it was. So he comes back to Kevin Hart, has to apologize finally, mainly because Tiffany Haddish made him. And she convinces him to come back and finish the night school, take his final exam. And he does. He takes the exam. And everyone after the exam, all the six or so people in the night school are all in the parking lot waiting for the results to come in. Comes in pretty fast, I guess, because uh, it's all computerized. Uh, so they're waiting for the results to come in one by one, all of them. Uh, reveal that they passed the exam. Kevin Hart is the last one to say what his test score is, but he can't do it. He's too nervous, so he hands it over to Tiffany Haddish. He's like, you gotta check for me. I can't do it. So she checks, and she's like, Kevin Hart, you fucking failed. He's like, don't play me. I can't do this right now. He, she's like, nah, I'm not, I'm not playing. You really failed. It sucks, but you can do it again. You just gotta try again. So he does. He tries like four or five times. And I love that, you know, sometimes you don't pass on the first try and sometimes you don't pass on the third try. But if you keep sticking with it, eventually you're going to pass. And eventually he does pass. And there's this big graduation. They get to the night school class, gets to graduate with the rest of the high schoolers. And the high school valedictorian speaks. And then Kevin Hart has his own speech on behalf of the night school class. And while he's making this speech, his parents are in the audience. His 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 twin sister that they mentioned in the very first scene and then did not mention ever again uh, until this scene, which is the last scene. She's also there. By the way, just as a side note, I feel like maybe I love Ben Schwartz, right? I love John Ralphio. I love him in this movie. But I feel like in terms of narrative, she could have replaced his character um, or she should have been cut out completely because she did not add mm, anything to the story. Oh, my God. Absolutely agreed. I noticed that, like, Ben Schwartz is a really funny guy <laughs> um, and he plays a lot of really funny roles. He also plays kind of the same role in everything. But Ben Schwartz here was very toned down. Like, I love him, but he like I, I get that we have like 10 different comedians uh, all in this movie so you know, not everyone can have sort of the comedy spotlight but he was a very side character and he didn't do a ton besides just kind of like being Kevin Hart's old high school friend that showed up every once in a while totally could have been his sister or we could have just cut out the sister I agree they, they could have been one character also they could have done a little more with Sean Raphael yeah, I was thinking the same thing because as, I mean, John Ralphio, he steals the show and every scene he's in, he's so good. I feel like, and I don't know how this would match up age-wise if we were to recast his part, but I feel like 
a Jason Bateman type would be better for that role. Because Jason Bateman is like the everyman. He's funny, but he's funny in like an understated way, like this role kind of calls for. Mm, that's true. That's true, actually. And by the way, like this is kind of the end of the movie now, um, is that Kevin Hart, after failing and failing and failing, he finally passes his test. Um, his girlfriend shows up at his graduation. She ends up forgiving him. They get back together. And that is the end. We wrap everything up really sweetly. Yeah, and everyone else's storylines kind of get wrapped up, too. So, like, the, for example, the teenage girl, she's not going to juvie. She's going to college. And the lady who is, like, always saying, I'm so blessed, she um, decides to go and pursue the career that she wants to, uh, that she's been kind of putting off because she's been um, taking care of her, her kids all these years. So, like, everyone else's story gets wrapped up, too. And then there's kind of, like, a post-credits not really post credit, but post movie pre credits scene where like it's back at the dance circle. We always circle back to the dance circle, and the principal is like, "Hey, what's going on here?" And then they're like, "Dance circle," and he's like, "Okay, I'm in," and he like dances and dancer, and that's it. Yeah, I think overall this was a good movie. Like, let's let's get into our final thoughts, right? Can we go back and talk about? the the learning disability thing because I feel like it's really okay for for Kevin Hart's learning disabilities in this movie it's kind of played for jokes sometimes but I think overall it wasn't bad representation especially since not a lot of movies show characters with learning disabilities and how uh, having them and not knowing it and not getting tested for them can kind of affect your life in major ways. Like he dropped out of school because he didn't know how to deal with it. And, you know, kids who have dyslexia or other disabilities just straight up feel dumb. And he says like throughout the the movie, it's like, I can't go to school because I'm just dumb. Like that's just how I am. But he's not dumb. He just has learning disabilities and he needs to learn in a different way than the way that we're used to when we go to school. And there's this, part after Tiffany Haddish kind of goes over all the the disabilities with him and what they mean and he has this moment of like oh my god that's what it like you 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 got the words for for what I'm feeling right now and I feel like if more movies showed that and more kids were like oh my god and and they explained them more kids could be like oh my god that's how I feel because a lot of people don't know that they need to get tested for these things. So I feel like that was good. That was like, you know, maybe someone watching is like, oh my God, I'm not dumb. I just need to learn in a different way. Exactly. I loved that element of that movie because I, you know, people throughout this whole movie, like you said, were calling him dumb. His dad was be- like, oh my God, I got a dumbass son. But I love that Tiffany Haddish especially is so kind of, it's brought up in a in a really great way how like different people learn in different ways i know that like from my own experience i did not do well in high school um i oh my god i got such bad like test and performance anxiety i used to puke before tests puke before presentations i 
took like three times as long as people just because I couldn't concentrate because like I kept thinking that like people around me would be like looking at my work and I'm like oh my god they're gonna judge me and I couldn't think about I couldn't read the words on the paper because I was like oh my god everyone is looking at me and I was so concerned about that so then in university I ended up getting help for that and I you know got sort of like a little piece of paper that's like you can get extra time for tests and I, and I finally started to finish tests because I did not finish a single test ever in high school not an exam not at a test never finished a single one I finished every exam I ever took in university because I got the help for it and I've been taking tests the way that my brain needs those tests to be taken I love that that was brought up in this in this movie because it's not brought up in anything else, any ap- academic movies or, or movies that have to do with school. It's all sort of like mm, school sucks because I'm not popular. <laughs> and I love that this movie brought up in such a good way that like you're not dumb, bitch. You listen to this. You're not dumb. You just got to find a way that works for you. Yeah, everyone listening right now, if you're in school, if you're struggling with school, if you feel like you want to go back to school, but you're too anxious about it, you're not dumb. You just need to to learn in a different way. And I love, I love that his his learning disabilities aren't treated like a character flaw. They're they're treated like a struggle that he's going through and that he can overcome. Like his main actual character flaws are like he's dishonest. He tries too hard to impress. But the learning disabilities aren't a flaw. They're just uh, an obstacle that, you know, he has to learn how to jump over. And oh, it's so good. And I'm so happy that you got uh, the 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 type of, of testing that you needed, too. And oh, it's just, man, I... More movies need to have, like, I don't know if they're taboo, but, like, taboo academic issues discussed because they're not discussed uh, nearly as much as they should be. I don't know. When I was in high school, the lowest I've ever felt in my life was because I thought I was so fucking stupid. Because I'm like, first of all, they make you do grade 11 math that you're never going to need. And I'm like... I'm so fucking dumb, I can't do grade 11 math. Turns out, I just had to go to the, to the, not the AP fucking math class, but the remedial math class. The, the math class that's a little more toned down, and I fucking thrived there. I got that 97%. But there was such a, like, stigma, I guess, about, like, oh, you're in, like, this stupid math class, like, Cause I, I didn't want to, I wouldn't have chosen that if I didn't have to. Uh, so like, yeah. And the thing about this movie is Kevin Hart doesn't have, you know, the typical, uh, problem that most high schoolers did do in movies. Like you said, like being popular and all that stuff. Cause he was popular, but he still struggled so much in high school. And, you know, there's more, there's more problems that high schoolers, dude, my high, my heart goes out to them. Because they go through so much that they don't even know is, like, so intense and extreme at the time. I only realized, like, my first year of university, I don't even know how I could have done. I did five years of high school. I I could not have done another one because it was so intense, but I just didn't realize it while I was in it. It was, ugh. Thank God we're out. Oh my God, agreed. And you know what? Hearing like so many people go through the same 
thing. If you're genuinely, okay, this is a, <laughs> this is Bad Movies on a Advice Corner. This is what we would have done in high school if we were still in it. So many people go through the same thing. So many people peak before presentation. That's not like an ab, nor, you were like, okay, the way that school is set up now is very like 1910s. Everyone has to be the same, which is not the way that life is. Like, if I could go back and redo stuff that I did in high school, I would do exactly what you did, Amy. I would go back and take applied math because I sucked at math. I failed, I failed grade 11 or grade 12 math and I had to beg beg my math teacher to give me a 50 so that I could move on to the next year. I, if I could go back, I would, but I was too scared. I was like, I don't want to go into applied math because people are think going to think that I'm a dumbass, you know? Um, but that's not true. It's just the way that you learn is different. You know, I, numbers don't work with me. Uh, I have synesthesia too. So if someone writes a one in any color, that's not a blue, I'm like, doesn't make sense. So, there there are different things that work for different people. Don't think I can't go to the the lower level underneath math or English class or whatever because of what people are going to think about me. High school, oh my God, is the worst time because you're so in your head about what people are thinking about you, um, about everything. For me, I was like, People are going to think I'm dumb if I go into lower level math, but that's what I needed. And I would have gotten the the help that I needed and I would have been able to learn the way that I needed to learn if I had done that. But I didn't. I was failing math. So just, you know, a little advice corner. Do what is best for you, not what other people are going to think which is really hard. It's a hard thing to, to do, to be like, I'm not going to think, but that's a tough thing. But um, if you can do that, it will really help you. Yeah. Everyone has their own path. School makes it out to be like, you have to finish all these courses in four years. You don't have to do it in four years. You can take five years. You can take six years. You can go back for your GED or whatever the equivalent is where you are. Like it doesn't, Ah, just there's so much pressure put on people to do well in school when school, the things that they learn in school aren't things that most of us are going to take into our real adult life. Like, especially for for kids like us, because we were both heavily interested in the arts and we want we both knew that we wanted to pursue like a more uh, liberal arts field instead of like a STEM field, but school is so catered towards STEM students that it's like all, most of your classes in high school are like required, like you have to take three years of science and you have to take four years of math and blah, blah, blah. But like, I wish it was more open and more free so people could like take whatever they wanted to take and whatever they thought was best for them. And, uh, and what you were saying before about like the anxiety that you get because you think people are looking at you during tests, that is so amplified in high school because everyone kind of knows, not everyone knows everyone, that wasn't how it was in our high school, but like if you're in a class with people, you know everyone in that class and it makes it so nerve wracking. But like when you, if you decide to go to university and you're 
for anyone who's in high school who's unsure if they should go to university because they're scared of still experiencing that anxiety, I am still anxious in university, but I feel less anxious because, like, the classes are so big, uh, especially if you've got, like, those big lecture halls. It's usually only in uh, upper courses that you have those small classes to get, but, like, Ooh, sitting in a big lecture hall during an exam is so good because no one gives a fuck about any anything except their own test. And even their own test, they probably don't give a fuck about. Like, you know half the people who show up are like, I'm going to fail. I know I'm going to fail, but I'm still here. And I, you know, I I love being part of that uh collective uh, experience. It's It's much easier than it was for me in high school. University is so much better than high school, man. Okay, speaking about this movie, like we've said, a lot about the uh, things that they touch on about the learning disabilities. Oh, my God. Ah, chef's kiss. So glad they brought that up. Also, got to say, I love the message of this movie. It's just it's got this kind of like anything is possible. Take your time with life. You don't have to go at other people's pace message and i love that yes oh my god there's so many good messages in this movie like uh everyone deserves a second chance like you said take your take your time uh live your life on your at your own pace go on your own path uh even if you fail keep trying uh success doesn't come instantly and it shouldn't be equated with academic success uh and I don't know. It's just a funny and wholesome movie. And and we didn't mention, but uh, I feel like everyone knows by now, but the cast is a very diverse cast. Obviously, we have uh, Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, uh, Kevin Hart's girlfriend in the movie or fiance in the movie, all people of color. Um, it's just it's just good. It's just wholesome. Yeah, I will say, though, like I I similar to. Love Wedding Repeat. It's got a very specific type of humor, so I can understand why some people are like, mm-hmm. but like, I, it's a Kevin Hart movie. Like, it's like some movies, you know what humor you're getting yourself into. This has a lot of physical comedy. Lots of people getting beat up or falling down or, or getting car crashes or whatever and lots of sex jokes. But, it's Kevin Hart. Like, you know, you know what type of humor you're getting into if you're going to watch this movie. So I can understand why some people were like, me, but at the same time, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You would not uh, believe how many reviews I had to filter through on IMDb being like, this would never win an Oscar. Like, bitch, they didn't set out to make an Oscar movie. Oscars have a very, like, specific type of movie that you have to intend to uh, get nominated for an Oscar before you even make the movie. And Kevin Hart is not like an Oscar-making, Oscar-movie-making kind of dude. He's just like, sit back and get some light entertainment kind of dude. Like, you can't, like, (laughs) not everybody wants an Oscar, dude. Yeah, there's literally like an entire section of movies called Oscar baits, (laughs) which are like movies that are trying to get an Oscar. I just like... Not to compare Kevin Hart to, like, Adam Sandler, but, like, if you watch an Adam Sandler movie, you know what type of humor you're setting yourself up for, you know? Yeah, and, uh, I mean, Adam Sandler has been in other movies that he 
uh, I don't know if he produced or uh, he definitely didn't write, but he's acted in movies that were trying to be Oscar bait, like Uncut Gems and that other one with Ben Stiller or whatever. Um, but the movies made by Adam Sandler's production company, uh, starring Adam Sandler, probably starring like fucking Paul Blart and the rest of his crew, you know what you're going to get into. And it's the same with Kevin Hart and, and all of his comedy friends. Agreed. Uh, so we've been talking a lot about um, what we think of the movie. Uh, let's get into what the audience thinks of the movie. So we have some IMDb reviews. We have some letterbox reviews. What do you want to do first? Let's go letterbox today. Okay, we switching it up today. Okay, so I have five uh, letterbox reviews here. They're all short and sweet. And the first one is by Cameron Kanachki, who gave it three out of five stars, and they said, it was dumb and stupid as hell, but I liked it. The second That's review... That's pretty solid. <laughs> the second review is by Ty, who gave it three out of five stars. Tiffany did what she had to do, and that saved this whole movie. <laughs> The third review was by Robin, who also gave it three out of five stars. Ben Schwartz could have been in the dance scene. Yeah, which, by the way, I feel like Ben Schwartz should have been in the dance scene. Uh, the fourth review is by K Andalus, K underscore Andalus, Andalus, uh, who gave it one and a half stars. The shot of Romany Malco going, that's what's up is used four times in the same scene. The exact same shot. That's the same amount of effort put into the rest of the movie. Ooh. And finally, we have the uh, the last letterbox review we have is by Connor Carey, who gave it three out of five, uh, three out of five stars. And they say, I really wasn't into this movie for the first half. Scenes went on way too long, a lot of jokes fell flat, and I just didn't think the film took advantage of its fun premise. Thankfully, the second half really won me over and made for a really funny and surprisingly very sweet and heartfelt film. The entire cast really do crush it too. I thought I was getting tired of Haddish already, but this movie makes me want to see so much more of her. That's sweet. Aw, yeah. So what are the people of IMDb saying? We have three IMDb reviews here. The first is by user Michelle94753. We gave it a one out of ten, and their tagline is don't watch dot dot dot. The longest one hour and 56 minutes of my life. Why didn't I just stop watching? I, I don't know. <laughs> so bad. Huge plot holes. I put this movie on expecting a few laughs, and I got maybe one small giggle, if even. I assume Kevin Hart is just making any movie to get money at the moment. Uh, the actors don't even try. Lots of camera mistakes, too. On the good side, I didn't pay to see it when it was in theater. I watched it at home for free. I would have felt duped for sitting for nearly two hours in a movie theater. I'm still writing because it says my review is too short. I don't know how long they're supposed to be, but I don't think I have anything more to say about this movie. Only don't watch ever. Huh? Don't waste your time unless you are so bored and have nothing else to do or need something to do in the background while you do something else. Lol. Sorry, Kevin Hart, but this is so bad. Dot, dot, dot. 
Ooh, um, I love though that they put in the little ha ha. Little. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, I love the I love the little ha ha to make it you know lighthearted, not like they're uh, criticizing uh, too harshly. Oh my god, I do that all the time when I'm texting and I'm like, um, oh, this sounds too harsh. <laughs> I've got to put in a little lol at the end. The next review was by user Hip Hop Fan Man, who gave it also a one out of ten, and their tagline is "This movie stinks." Dot dot dot. I was hoping Friday morning to laugh for a couple of hours, but to my dismay, the laughs were so few that I walked out after 90 minutes. I expect this movie with Kevin Hart and Haddish to be a no-brainer, piss in your pants funny. The only place I pissed was in the men's room. <laughs> was in the men's room leaving the theater. <laughs> Save your money and do not see this movie. This movie stinks, barfy face. <laughs> You know what?、Uh, probably also stinks the urinal in that men's room after he pissed on it. <laughs> And the last reviewer, the last reviewer, the last review is by user Dom Taylor, who gave it a six out of ten. And their tagline is: "A good cast and some amusing scenes somehow make this generally unfunny, fairly lengthy, instantly forgettable picture an entertaining time while it lasts." I expected night school to be terrible. However, it was actually a pleasant surprise. Sure, it wasn't brilliant. The already weak plot was entirely driven by the jokes. There was no real room for character development, and the film delivered no belly laughs. Yet somehow it managed to provide some sort of entertainment. There were enough amusing moments to keep the comedy afloat, and while they never made me full-on laugh, they managed to put a smile on my face every now and then. The cast all did good jobs with the material that they were given. And they kept things engaging even while the narrative was going nowhere. However, the film did feel quite lengthy, and some already unfunny scenes dragged on for way too long. On top of that, there was some noticeably bad ADR. On the whole, though, I found Night School to be an enjoyable watch when it was on, despite it being instantly forgettable. Six out of ten. I really like this movie. I have to agree, there was some jokes that. Oh, that overrun, overran a little. Like they sort of kept going on to the same goof over and over. So I can see where they're coming from. Yeah, like the Big Mac、uh, McDonald's conversation went on <laughs> a little too long. But、um, yeah, it wasn't terrible overall. It's just, I mean, like we said, it's just a Kevin Hart movie. Also, I try to incorporate at least one nice review、uh, every episode, but. Um, that was the nicest that I could find, unfortunately. So you know what? We're just gonna have to make the case for this movie ourselves. Yep. Now we're gonna bring to you our own reviews. We're gonna rate it on what we call the Goldblum scale, named after our Lord and Savior Jeff Goldblum. One、uh, out of ten is so bad that I could barely finish it, and ten out of ten is not that bad for a bad movie. Amy, you're the one that that came to me with the idea of this movie because you'd seen it before. What did you think of this movie? And did you like it better the second time? Um, before I get into my review, I am just gonna say IMDb gave it a 5.6 out of 10, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 26% from the critics and a 39% from the audience. Um, not great, but I did like it. Like I liked it the first time around, and I think I liked it the same the 
the second time around. And most of that was the fact that it, I did kind of forget uh, the movie a little bit and what happened and a lot of the jokes. But, like, it wasn't a bad movie. It's just, like, a chill watch if you're having, like, a movie night with your friends or a date night with, with somebody and, and you need something lighthearted to put on. Like, it's it's not a terrible movie. It's got some good messages. It's got a great cast, like a great uh, comedy cast. Um, it's wholesome. It's funny. It's good. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a seven. What about you? Okay, I think we're on the same page here. Same. I think I'm going to give it a 7, 7.5 maybe. Um, it took me by surprise because I was not expecting the type of movie that it ended up being. I was expecting a rom-com. I was expecting him to be with Tiffany Haddish. I was expecting just sort of general, you know, shenanigans. I didn't expect the really heartfelt, heartfelt, that's Kevin Hart humor, um, <laughs> message. <laughs> It was like the really kind of heartfelt message of like anything is possible. They talked about, uh, so well, we've gone into this in detail about, um, learning disabilities. I really liked sort of everything that they touched on. It ended up really taking me by surprise. Ended up actually really enjoying this movie. And uh, the gay representation. I mean, we've been, we've been itching for some good gay representation ever since we saw Kissing Booth 2 and it didn't deliver, but this, I don't know. It just made more sense to me than the couple in Kissing Booth 2. And it felt more natural and less forced. Absolutely. You love to see. Watch this instead of Kissing Booth 2. You know what? I feel like any movie <laughs> we've done this year. Watch that instead of uh, Kissing Booth 2. Yeah, a lot of movies try to force things in for the sake of representation, where this one seemed a lot more natural. Yeah. I think overall... If I were Tiffany Haddish, the teacher, and this was uh, an exam uh, brought into me, I would give it an A minus, maybe an A. Wow. Uh, I agree. <laughs> a is uh, pretty good for this movie. So it would have passed the GED. <laughs> it would have gotten its high school diploma. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone listening has seen this movie and and you have thoughts on it or if you have other movies to recommend to us you can always find us on twitter and letterbox we're at bms podcast or you can shoot us an email at badmoviesundaypodcast at gmail.com i'm ashley i'm amy we have been bad movie sunday and we will see you next next week don't forget to do your homework stay in school kids